Welcome to the Entrepreneur Academy with your hosts, Nick Dutton of Engage Finance and James Cross from Crossover Property on this episode of the Entrepreneur Academy. For a business to grow, you need to become more hands-off and having that software there almost means the business is still one brain that everybody can access. But now, here are your hosts, Nick and James. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Academy. Uh, both myself and James are here today. Hello everyone, good afternoon. We're going to have a bit of a chat around software, organisational support, and what sort of um, yeah, what sort of software we use in our businesses. And we're going to have a sort of a, a new school versus old school because Jim's approach is, is tends to be more new school and I'm a bit more old school with stuff. So first of all, Jim, if you want to go through what sort of things you use, a bit about them, and then perhaps we'll look at like comparables and we'll just wing it and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so, you know, as we're having a bit of a pre-discussion for this, so I think in myself and in my business, we use quite a lot of apps, softwares, tools, you know, anything from helping productivity, um, task management, CRM systems, um, and just general kind of organization. So I think the heart, one thing at the heart of our business, which is, you know, what probably most people will be using is your kind of ecosystem of document, you know, Word, like Microsoft Word versus Google Sheets. So I'm heavily involved with having on a Google ecosystem, if you like. So we use Google Mail, um, Google Sheets, Google Slides, and we are using Google Drive as file management software. So it's all online. Whereas yourself, Nick, you're old school with your Microsoft Word and Microsoft Office. Yeah, yeah. Office Word, OneNote, Excel. And then I guess the equivalent is um, OneDrive. I guess is there is there is that yes yes that syncs it automatically doesn't it to uh, yeah. because I started using that when I first started the business and I, I trialed it but I, I got fed up with paying the fees for Microsoft Office having to have it all installed on everyone's laptops and I didn't find the syncing of it kind of very slick so for me the benefit of using Google Drive and everything that comes with is everything is saved online no matter what so I can log in from my phone laptop my tablet you know. A new new device if I need to, and I've got automatic access to everything I need straight away, and I can edit it all live as well. Um, so we we find it quite useful if we're on a team call and we need to edit a document together. I can see who's made the edit. I can edit it with them and talk them through it. And on the flip side, if someone has made an edit, and we need to go back to an old version. All that old version is recoverable, so I can go straight back and get a version that was edited two weeks ago or even two months ago. So for me, I really like that traceability. Yeah. And do you find your team finds that user-friendly? Yeah, I, I, definitely. I think so. I mean, I, I will admit that potentially, I wouldn't say they're not as easy to use as Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel, things like that, but the functionality has still got the functions, but it's maybe lacking the kind of clear-cutness of Microsoft Office to Google Drive. It's just a slight nuances of different wording, where the buttons are. You're probably the same. Grew up, when, when I grew up in school, IT lessons, things like that, yeah. everything was Microsoft Word. Yeah. And, you know, used to mess around doing silly things and Microsoft Office and all sorts of things like that. So, but, you know, that's only if you go into the scope of wanting to create macros and create formulas in Excel and things like that, which I have done in the past. But if you go into that level, you know, it's going to be a bit complex, whichever software you use. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's, um, it's only, like you say, it's a case of getting used to, which is, you know, obviously I use Apple instead of Microsoft. So 
it's, it's, it's different in that sense as well. Once you're used to it, you kind of find it hard going back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've always liked Mike's. I've always stuck with them, um, yeah. mainly because a little bit because of the price and a little bit because I just, yeah. I just well, went away from Apple products a few years ago, and I'm now on I'm on Android phones and still on my Windows PC. You're lucky at 3310. Oh no, no, I've got a bit of sneak on it. <laughs> Yeah, those are the days those are the days yeah so it's interesting like you say I guess it depends what sort of team you've got around you because for me it's like you write a Word document on Microsoft Word and then I email it to them and, and they can then edit it and yeah. even though we have OneDrive it's it's not necessarily used that much because of the technical abilities that this t- my team has to offer unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. the politically correct way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for us that's one thing I you know I really like is if I do a document I don't and it, you know if you're as bad as me and I've I've got tabs open left right and centre half yeah. the time. Yeah. And the thing I like is it's all live, so nothing is that you don't I don't need to go into it and go file save as and save it. It's just all automatically saved anyway. Okay. You know, so even if even if you know, I'm, I'm on the road or traveling. I go to my team and say, oh, we have a need to look at this document. Can you check it or edit it for me? Um, I don't need to sort of send it physically to you. It's all there. So just go, yeah, go in that folder. It's there. And then they can edit it on the fly, which which for me, I, I really like. You know, even though I can even just, you know, go on my folder storage and open it up on my phone as well. And, you know, it's just very quick as a process. One of those where whatever you start with is probably the one you stick with. And that's what you get used to, it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was quite, you know, when you, yeah, you're right. You have to go to it, commit to it as part of your business. And to yeah. change it now would be a nightmare. So, like, I mean, one thing for us in the file storage is we view a lot of properties, of course, um, and a lot of those have photos. So, for us, it's very easy. Once we take photos, you can upload them to Google Drive, like, in an instant. Right. Um, just from your phone. Whereas, I think even true, you can do it on OneDrive and stuff, but I just didn't find it as slick as it is on Google Drive. Like you say, it's, it, I guess with filing, it's again, it's an old school versus new school way of looking at it because a metal set of drawers in the corner of my office that I store my files in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next to me, tell me you've got an old school digital camera and you take the SD card out of it and uh, upload yeah. it. It's literally, uh, yeah, it's funny you say, oh, there it is. My uh, SD card reader right next to my. Uh, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> For those things to work, you've got to have the people around you that understand it, one, and and two, it's, you've got to, you know, like you say, if, if I was to move to that system now, it's going to take me months probably, you know, to get used to it and use it the most efficiently way possible. And likewise, if you move back to like an old way of system, it's just what you're used to, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for file storage, I mean, obviously a lot of people you need to email stuff. The the stuff that's large is a nightmare. So people yeah, use yeah, that, yeah. we we transfer and Dropbox yeah. and yeah. all those kind of things. So I don't need any of that. I'm all on Google Drive because I can just share a folder straight away with someone outside of my organization and they'll get access to that folder straight away. Oh that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. I use we transfer, but obviously it's a bit it's it's not the it's good because obviously it allows you to send big files, but it's just yeah. It takes ages to yeah it does a bit um i mean re- recently someone wanted me to work on dropbox and like, i get it but it was, it was a pain for me because i had to then download it from google drive and upload it again to dropbox 
you know, so it was a bit pointless, but, you know, they, they don't understand Google Drive. So that's the other issue I have from my side is people don't want to use it and they like to stick to what they know and I kind of have to go with what they say. I think, I think now you've said Dropbox, I think that's what I'm using, not yeah. OneDrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you've said it, I'm thinking, yeah, I've got a little logo in the corner of my uh, my screen that has Dropbox. Yeah, that's what we're using. But I guess, like you say, it's all similar really at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, what other things have you got? Um, so yeah, aside from the kind of Google stuff, I mean, with with that naturally comes things like your your mailing. So I use Gmail, yeah. Google Calendar as well. So the, I mean, calendars. Most people in kind of you know businesses or stuff like that use a calendar system, um, yeah. both from booking appointments and you know tracking your time a little bit, and also just trying to plan your day out, which is really useful. And I think you know because I've got you know a team of a few of us, it's kind of good because I can see when other people are free and or busy so i can book in meetings or appointments alongside with them as well yeah um rather than going when are you free when are you free (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and i think what i find useful that integrates well with that is something called calendly which if people have used it before i don't know what it is but essentially it's a way i can give someone a link and they can basically just book in a time slot to have a meeting or a phone call with me automatically goes into my google calendar so it's basically I can go, well, look, there's a link. You choose the best time for you and you can see my calendar. So you can see I've got, you know, Friday morning free or Wednesday afternoons free. Then you book a time and it goes into my diary as busy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I find that really useful because there's a lot, you know, rather than going the whole backwards and forwards of when are you free, I'm free this morning, I'm not, I'm not free that morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always the case. It's like, yeah, I'm free most of Tuesday. And you're like, okay, let's do 11 o'clock. And you're like, Oh, actually, that's the bit I'm not for. It's always that one slot that you pick. Yeah. That's quite good. And I guess that syncs with your calendar then and knows when you're not free. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. That's quite interesting. Especially, like you say, when you've got a team or client meetings or whatever. It allows you not to forget stuff as well. You know, if, you, if you've got a point on catch-up call or, something, or they want to book in a, you know, an initial chat, it's, yeah. it goes in your diary straight away and it's there and you can't book around it or you can't book over it. Even. Yeah. Because I guess, like you say, if, you, if you're arranging on a call or a text or whatever, and they yeah. say, okay, let's go for 11 o'clock, and then you finish the call, and then two hours later, you forgot to put it in your diary, it just goes, it misses out, doesn't it? Whereas if you put the ball in their court and say, you, you book when you're free, it looks yeah. good for them because they're thinking they can book it when they're free, but it also is good for you because, like you say, it just puts it in and it's done. Yeah, exactly. It saves time a lot as well for productivity. It's send them a link and then you call them when, when it goes in. It's simple. That's something I probably could integrate into my business for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, the other kind of big one we, we use a lot as well is, is um, task management software. So people have probably heard of, well, a couple of different apps you can use, but the two biggest ones I'm kind of aware of are Asana and Trello. I have used both, but we actively use Asana now. I think Trello is got very similar capabilities but it's a slightly simpler software to use and i think asana for us has got a few more complexities that we find useful right. um but it's essentially anyone anyone doing any kind of project management any kind of um, task management or even trying to just plan their business out it's a very good online software to to manage that process um so, for example, you can have your different type of project set up if you've got anything from a different point of business, different clients with different tasks in them, 
and you can see things quite clearly. So if you, you know what has got to be done and you can tick them off as they go, so you can see your progress, just allows you not to forget things and, and plan ahead. It may not be useful for every single person, every single business, but for, for what we use it for and a, a lot of other people, it's brilliant. I've not heard of it. Yeah. And what, what yeah. was it that you preferred with that over Trello? Um, I think one of the biggest things for us is it has, a, has an integration into something called Instagram, which does our Gantt charts. So because we are a lot into project management for property projects, um, we like to have a full start to finish schedule of what works have got to happen and what happens and when. And from that, we can create a Gantt chart, which is basically a program to show you what's happening uh, at different stages every week or and different stages every month and kind of see the timeline of when that starts and finishes. And you can assign tasks to individual people in your, your team as well. So um, yeah, I think Asana works definitely better with a bigger team because I can put a task in there to do something and assign it to a member of the team and put a deadline for them. So they can then look on their kind of task list and go, right, well, I've got this, I've got to get done this week. And then you can comment on individual tasks. So I think it works really well with kind of like marketing companies or, you know, people doing, you know, marketing where they've got, or even I say that kind of stuff where yeah, they've got it. a big team and they've got individual projects they've got to work on and they might be pulling different resources. So a graphic designer, you might need him to do a logo for this project, but then they might need, the tech guy to help them with something else and it kind of helps pull it all together whereas Trello seems to work better more if you're a one or two man band where you you know you, you just want to see what you want to see just to help get your thoughts onto onto paper yeah I've, I mean for us as we have actually looked at specific like mortgage broker software and yeah yeah um we are still going through the process of trying one out um yeah. And, it, you know, it has helped massively. And, 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 you know, these sort of softwares, they're all very similar, but a lot of them are tweaks, like you say, depending on what sort of sector or industry that you work in. But in essence, they are the same kind of thing. Um, because at the moment, it's just a case of emails and, you know, we've got an Excel sheet with where each case is and, and we just change a box on the Excel sheet to green, amber or red, depending on whether it's done or being done. So yeah, yeah. it's a bit more of an old school approach to it. But if you've got it in one place and, and anyone can log in and see where a certain thing is in, in the stage say it's a massive thing yeah definitely I, I think it's you know i think ultimately that there is a lot of stuff out there and, and you know yes we use quite a bit but you don't have to use it all i think you've got to use what's appropriate for you and what works for you yeah um you know i remember when i first started out in my business you can just use a, an excel sheet or yeah. Yeah. google sheets in my case and, and track different tasks you want them as and when they finish as long as you understand it that's fine um, yeah, yeah. I, I think the software has become quite quite useful when you have got more people involved in more varied type of tasks where yeah. it becomes a bit sim simpler when you put the effort in to use it. But as people say, software is only as good as the people using it as well. If yeah. stuff isn't updated, then you know it's pretty pointless. So, yeah, I mean... It's easier for someone to transition from, let's say, an Excel world yeah. to a CRM software than it would be for say me to transfer from like Microsoft office and all that to Google mail. So for anyone that's starting a new business, what we're saying is Excel and all that side of things is absolutely fine. If you know how it works rather than going, right, I need to sp spend 50 quid a month on this software and then I need to pay more 
yeah. for people add on, you know, start with what, you know, the basics and, and you can easily transition into that sort of stuff. Going to my, you know, it sort of leads a bit into kind of CRM systems, really, um, which is kind of what you're talking about a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I've used CRM systems for probably nearly 10 years now and because I use them a lot in the sales world when I was in the sales job, they work really well as long as people put the effort in. Yeah. I, because I'm reasonably techie, I've somehow got into um, the role of, of creating quite complicated reports on the, on the CRM system because no one in our team knew how to do it. Um, so aside from getting an IT specialist in, it, it was up to me. So, we, you know, for the, sale, for the sales role there, just to give a different scope from, from property, what I'm doing now is that we tracked everyone's accounts or every, every customer we have had their own kind of record, if you like, so we could see who's last contacted them, you know, who the contact details are, yeah, what kind yeah. of business have we got with them, what have we sold them recently. And then from there, you, you can kind of look at data of who your biggest customers are, what your kind of turnover is in different areas as well, because we were all split into different areas. So I, I could, you know, the Midlands and North all the way to Scotland. So I could quite easily see who my customers were. And it becomes quite important then as well. It, it wasn't necessarily good for task management because I had to take from there what I wanted to do on a weekly and monthly basis. Yeah. You know, and back then I, I was literally jotting it in a notepad and that was my task list. Whereas now for our CRM system, we actually use Podio, which, you know, a fair amount of property people do. It's very cheap, very low cost. Uh, it can be free uh, for a very basic version. Right. But we use that as a log for every property we view has a record on the CRM system so we can tell when we last viewed it, you know, when did it come about? What happened to that? Did it get sold? Did we buy it? Is it worth following up on it? And we can also log all our contacts in there as well. So that's anything from investors we work with, um, you know, estate agents, um, tradespeople. We can have everyone's contact details in there. So if I'm not about, there's only so much that my brain can hold. And, you know, yeah, if I let someone yeah. speak to this person, yeah. All their info is on there ready. I have had a look at uh, Monday.com, which I guess is quite similar, but I, I couldn't get yeah. up, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, it's very similar. I think it's Monday. Monday.com is borderlining, I think, a task management software slash yeah. CRM in one, you know, and there's that many softwares out there you can get lost in them all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite incredible. I mean, we, we don't even use Podio to its full ability, I, I would say. Um, we use it well, but quite basically. Um, yeah, like you say, it's, um, I've tried all sorts because, you know, you type in CRM system and millions come up. It's just a case of adapting yeah. it to suit A, what your team can cope with, and B, whether it's sort of industry specific, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There can be some, some industry specific stuff or tailored to an industry. But, you know, like I think Podio had a, had a real estate kind of package, if you like. But then again, it was geared a little bit to more maybe how an estate agent or, you know, okay. American kind of real estate works. Whereas what we do as a business is slightly different. So it's quite customizable, which is why we use it, because you can really make it your own CRM system. And it's quite easy with drag and drop boxes and, you know, just type in the fields. Whereas, you know, a very, very well-known CRM is Salesforce, which, you know, the majority of sales companies use. Yeah. Uh, it's what I've used loads of times, but that costs you a fortune and it's it's not very customizable because you really need to start programming it to make it work for your business. Right, okay. Um, and that'll cost you thousands and thousands, not just, you know, like 20 quid a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you say, it's, uh, yeah, it can get silly when you need to, to do too much. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, the last one you were talking about is, is it Zapier? Yeah, Zapier. So, you know, it's it's quite an interesting one, especially if you're, you know, you are quite a techie person and like to really automate things. Because what Zapier will basically do is allow you to create automations across all of these different apps we've been talking about and more. So you can basically take two apps and create a link between them to automate a task. So for example, if I had a, a new subscriber from MailChimp, which is another software yeah, for, yeah. for email, um, email marketing, if I had a new subscriber from there, I can set Zapier up to automatically copy that subscriber into my CRM system as a potential client or an investor or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Um, without me manually having to take that data and manually input it into the CRM system. So and the same connects the, connects the pieces of the puzzle together, I guess. Yeah, exactly right. And it's, you know, we, we've got, so if, for example, I got a calendar request in through Calendly, I can automatically set that up to send me an email just in case, um, just so I get an email about it. Um, yeah. there's, there's so many, so many different things you can do. And you, I said to you earlier, you can almost get lost in a black hole of going overboard with the amount of automations you've got going. Well, that's quite, again, that's another one that could probably integrate into my my business because a lot of it's very manual. We do, we use MailChimp and um, I think that's a good, good thing to have. Uh, Makes, you know, mailing lists and that sort of stuff very easy, even down to like business suite on Facebook it's quite yeah, good yeah. being able to post on multiple channels at once and being able to schedule it so you can just sit down for half an hour and do a week's worth of posts at once and it schedules it and announces it at the right time. That's quite a good one. But other than that, we're pretty pretty manual. My uh, note-taking consists of a, a, day per, a page per day diary that I have and just scribble down notes in that depending on what day it is. Yeah, it's a bit old school, but out of those ones you've spoke about, which one could you not live without now, would you say? I'd say the Google, basically the Google ecosystem. If you took that out of the equation, um, I'd probably say Podio because we use that for so much for logging properties review and logging contact details for people. That could technically all be done in an Excel sheet, but it would be far more complicated and less usable than it is in a proper CRM system. And you'd have to be very good at knowing how to use Excel to its full capabilities. <laughs> that is the thing, isn't it? It's almost like these softwares are an Excel sheet, but it's a, a push of a button rather than knowing all the different formulas, I guess. Yeah, exactly right. You, you could spend days and days in an Excel sheet creating complicated formats um, with different formulas, macros, all these kind of fancy things in there, you could probably get a very similar, if not the same result. Yeah. If something goes wrong in that or to make a tweak, it's, it's not, it's going to cost you a couple of hours of time, whereas a CRM is set up pretty much ready yeah. or it's readily customizable, whereas it's, you know, easy enough to use. When did you start using each thing as your business? You know, if we go back to when your business started, I guess you would have used... Um, Google from the start, I would have thought, and then yeah, I used Google right right from the start. To be honest, um, and I think Podio, I started using it, but didn't use it to its full effect really until I started having employees and other team members. Because if I, for example, if I viewed a property, I'd have everything in the folder, but I wouldn't necessarily need a record of it on Podio. But 
I am glad now I have had the CRM system because, for example, we, we've you know been contacted about a property recently, which I thought, well, I'll, I'll just check my CRM system. And we viewed it two years ago. Really? So I've got a full record of what we viewed and you know our thoughts on it two years ago and how yeah. it is now, which helps build us a picture on you know what the situation is and how it can, and how we can negotiate on it. So yeah, that's quite interesting because, like you say, if you'd have gone paper, that probably would have been shredded years ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, it's like thinking, I'm, I'm sure I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I viewed it about two. I can't remember what happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, your brain can only hold so much information. And I guess the other, the other big, like you've touched on briefly, is for a business to grow, you need to become more hands off. And having that software there almost means that the business is still one brain that everybody can access. Is the way yeah, exactly? Because um, you know, if, if you look at you know, if you have employees and if your employees leave, do you want all that information in there? in their heads and or somewhere they've saved it in their files or do you want that all in a CRM system someone else can jump straight onto? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. A really good point. Are there any others that you're looking at that you feel like you want to integrate into the business or? I, I think we're, we're pretty much set. I mean, you know, one thing we haven't really touched on, which is a software to a point, is, is your accounting softwares. You know, I would hope people are now using online accounting softwares where rather than putting stuff in excel which is fine you can still put your, your stuff in excel still send your bank statements to your accounting is that what you do <laughs> that's what i still do yeah 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 which is fine Nick. it's absolutely fine there's no problems with that oh, at all. so bad you know like i'm gonna be like I, I would consider myself quite techie i like stuff but when now talking to you is like it's embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you use like sage no, no, Sage is old school now. <laughs> right, okay. so, uh, I, I think they used Sage when I was back working on my the engineering companies. Um, so no, I, I actually use Zero. Um, so the two, the kind of in my mind, the two biggest are Zero and QuickBooks. I've never used QuickBooks, if I'm honest. I know people who do, but I, I've used Zero from the start, and I prefer using Zero. My accountant actually originally used QuickBooks, but they've employed someone who purely knows Zero inside and out, so they they do all my books now. But for me, Zero Zero is great. So you know, for example, you've you've got on there automatic uh, bank feeds, so it will import all your transactions straight from your bank. Um, and then when you pay your money out and you've got an invoice to reconcile, you upload your invoice or bill uh, receipt and it'll just automatically recognize it. So it's quite an automated process and you can build things like rules in there. So if you're paying out, uh, paying out your rent every month, uh, you can automatically trigger that to say that is what that's for and that's the account it goes to. And you just click it OK every month. Again, you create your in online invoices from there. So as soon as the invoice is paid, it will it will show up and, and collate it together. We've, we've used it as well for project tracking. So you can use project tracking whereby, for example, if you've got a specific property project or marketing project or whatever it may be, you can track all the costs on there and then also the sales invoices. You can see how much profit you're making per project, which is really, really useful. So for me, I, I, I just find it great. I think, you know, if you've got a business where you're not doing that many transactions, so you might be doing five, 10, you know, 20 maybe a month. Yeah, Excel's fine. You know, you can do it. But on something where you're doing 50 a month, I, I definitely wouldn't want to be doing that without an online software. No, I think that's probably why and where, why we haven't done that because 
Yeah, I bet we only we have one payment in, and we have expenses and a few expen like payments out, but yeah. not, probably no more than ten, like say a month at the yeah. most. So that's probably why we've we've probably sort of steer cleared of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the other thing I like from it is being able to see exactly where I stand on my kind of profit and loss accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's handy. Just track it every month. Or, you know, I like to see how much money I'm, I'm losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah, I guess that's, yeah, that's quite a handy thing. I've never really thought about it like that, but it's quite, you know, we're obviously in very different sectors and different, different industries and, and it's yeah. so much profit and loss. It's just... Um, you know, profit in expenses out in in essence rather than obviously you, yeah. you're buying tools equipment stuff all the time yeah money's going to be in and out all the time it's yeah I can imagine it's pretty hard to track yeah yeah definitely do you normally have to pick your account based on which one you use then um, not necessarily but it depends there's two ways you go around it one is you pick your account and they'll tell you what software to use right um, if you want to use software or you can kind of pick your software and then go to the accountant. So in my case, I kind of chose my accountant, told him I'm using zero. And he says, I don't use zero equipment. So I said, well, I'm using zero. And he goes, okay, that's fine. We'll make it work. Because ultimately the accounting is still the same. It's just the way the software works. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're not very, they're not very dissimilar. They are accounting software doing the same role. Yeah. We'll never let that put anyone off. And what about on the social media side of things? Do you use anything for that? Um, I, I don't, apart from your Instagram and Facebook apps on the phone, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty poor. I mean, I, I, I'm, you're probably doing more on the social media than I am because, you know, you're talking about business manager, which I don't use at the minute. Yeah. I don't schedule my posts because I'm, right. I'm a bit sporadic with them. I try to do one one every day on Facebook and then that yeah. comes through to Instagram. If I feel like it's the sort of content that's suitable for Instagram, you just tick a box and it will automatically load it on there as well. So that's quite handy. Um, yeah. But it just it just allows me to to sit down on a Monday morning, go Monday to Friday, post at six o'clock at night. What am I going to post? Write it down. Then I go into business suite and just do it all at once. It takes me yeah. half an hour to do, and then I say it's done. And then I know when I get home, I'm not thinking shit. I need to post. I, six yeah. o'clock is done. It goes live. You know, happy days, but. And it's the same with stuff like YouTube. Obviously, we've started doing we started doing more YouTube content, and we try and yeah. post one a week. And again, I've got someone that does all my editing and that side of things. So I send all four to him. He edits them and sends all four back. And I just try on YouTube and schedule all four to release one every week for that month. And it's yeah, kind of which is which is great. Like, I mean, for me, I'm I'm terrible with that with that kind of consistency of of because I because I did believe it or not. I'll leave, I'll leave it for people to try and find. I do have a YouTube channel um, still live somewhere from a past a past life because what I was trying to do. Right. Uh, and I did create a number of YouTube videos where I did like a batch of about, I don't know, eight or ten in one go. Yeah. Um, send them all off. They all get edited and they're a nice schedule. And then I got to the tenth one and thought, crap, I haven't created any more yet. And I need, yeah. to, I need to go on and create them. And, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to do them, you need to be really consistent. You do. Yeah. Well, I've just like recorded a month in advance, so I've always got four done, ready to go, a month previous. So then I just know if I'm if I'm lacking or haven't got time to record any, then I've I've got four pretty much done, ready to go anyway. Which is kind of what's caught us out with the podcast, doesn't it? Because originally we had a load recorded, yeah, 
and then it's just like trying to produce content to go out every couple of weeks or every month or whatever. It's it's um, it's hard to, like you said, to get that consistency, but that's when it starts to work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, when we did it at the beginning, we were, we were allowed to sit in a room together and face to face podcast. Yeah, and... yeah. We, we do a few at once. And yeah. the thing is, the podcasts I listen to and also the YouTube content that I watch quite regularly. It, it, it has to be regularly you know for me to start to get interested in it because you start yeah. to you start to know the people doing it you start to like the content they create and, and yeah. um, that consistency you know it gets it gets quite sad but it always gets to a point where like we used to do with TV you'd watch something on a Monday night and you know that the next Monday night is when the next episode comes out it's yeah. only the same as YouTube now, really, or podcasts. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to wait till next Monday and then the new episode is out. Um, yeah, very true, very true. I think YouTube and that side of things has just become the new TV, hasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, it has, it has to be fair. It has, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, thanks for, for looking at that. As obviously, for, again, for me, there's quite a lot of stuff there that I had never heard of before and could easily integrate into my, into my business, but... Kind of what we, the kind of the point we're trying to make is that if you are a young entrepreneur that's starting a business, you know you don't necessarily need to have all this software, do you? It's just a, no, it's, not at all. No, you can run without it. I bet when you actually sit down and work out some of the costs that are involved with this software, it, you know it soon adds up. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think we we spend a, a good few hundred quid a month on yeah. software and tools yeah. alone. There's some other ones we spoke about, one or two other like property specific type tools, but. They, they do they really do soon add up and if you're just starting out and don't have you know a massive income don't don't overexpose your, your, your outgoing agreed but also it's like you might think a software is great and you're spending money on it but unless you've got everybody's buy-in like you say it's pointless yeah. if you just yeah. use willy-nilly every now and again it, you're wasting money if you, if you if you rely on it and like you say when you sit down and go actually which one of these could i not live without that's when it yeah. comes to a point where 50 quid a month is irrelevant because you just can't live without it now yeah exactly no agreed so yeah hopefully you got some um, good knowledge from this uh, from this podcast and uh, we'll catch you next time good sir speak to you all. this is the entrepreneur academy if you have a question use the hashtag the entrepreneur academy